Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. same God, the same God, who, who, the same God who stalled on purpose when Lazarus was sick. Lazarus wasn't a random citizen. I'm in the lesson now. He's not a random citizen. He's his friend. And his sister called and said, your homie, your boy, your friend is sick unto death. Jesus got the word and said, okay, we'll go check him out. He didn't even start going towards the house. Jesus took his time, seemingly insensitive, because, you know, when you're selfish or self-centered, if you don't answer right away, he's insensitive. I said, I'm sick unto death. Do y'all remember beepers or pagers? Has anybody used to, did y'all, I know I'm aging myself a little bit. I'm 43 years old. Do, do, has, uh, y'all remember beepers and two-way pagers? Okay. I used to have a pager. And you know it's serious when somebody pages you. You know it's an emergency. But you also learn that every 911 was no emergency. Girl, come help me take my hair out. I got an appointment in an hour. <laughs> Everything is urgent to the selfish. Everything is urgent to the selfish because they have no patience or wisdom or understanding. You don't even understand that somebody could be busy. You don't even understand that they're probably actually somewhere breathing. So I got to get out the shower, get dressed quickly, do everything because you need your hair taken out. They don't even understand that you might have priorities maybe one step above your urgent need. I'm saying all of that to say we become like that with God. Everything is 911. And if you don't respond quickly, your heart is broken. Everything you call urgent might just feel real bad. It might not be urgent. Now, Lazarus dying was urgent, so I'm kind of veering back and forth from the story. But just because he doesn't respond to you in your time frame, your way, doesn't mean he's insensitive to you. Or that he's not, you know what I mean? We can get, I, tra I, tra I prayed, and you know, if we pray once, you know, he, he, all of heaven and six angels better respond at my door by the time I'm home from work. Because I prayed during my lunchtime. We so, I prayed about it because you know we don't pray. Men are always pray. We don't do that. So it's a huge deal if we pray. I prayed about it. I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to pray about everything. And all that was, but we make it a merit, a badge of honor. I prayed. So God is supposed to notice your prayer because it's so uh, sp 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 sporadic. If God doesn't respond immediately, he's showing you something. Oh, God, this is going to be good. Lazarus is now dead. So, of course, everybody's disappointed. Because what I wanted didn't happen in my time frame. Jesus shows up four days late. 
No, 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 no. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? So, so Lazarus died. They usually have a time of mourning after death. They go through this whole ceremony where they wrap you in spices and linens and all of this stuff, and they put you in the grave, and then they close the tomb, right? They did all of that. That could take days, sometimes weeks, right? Right? Okay. So my point is they said Lazarus was sick. Then all that happened. Then he died. Then all that. Then, and then four days after he's in the ground. Jesus comes, hey, y'all, what the problem is? What y'all crying for? What you mean why we crying? The situation I was praying that you saved is over. Well, y'all not. I prayed before the situation ended in hopes that you will salvage it. I was hoping you saved my job before I got fired. I was hoping you fixed the situation before it became unfixable. Now it's over. And not, not only is it over, they said, because they, when they go into detail, you know they're bitter when you go into detail. You know, you know they're bitter when they go into details. <laughs> not only is he dead, but he stinketh by now. That's bitterness. That means don't even bring it up because it don't even smell. It's not even good to me. Don't even bring up Clarence's name. <laughs> it stinks, the situation. Y'all got some situations in your life you don't even want to hear about anymore. Jesus looked at them and said, show me where you laid them. Go back to the place of pain. Because when you left that place, it was painful to you. So that place will always mean pain. And I can't have no place on earth meaning pain to you. You got to be free. Y'all call. So show me where you laid them. Let me, let me move it quickly because I got to go to this next part. He said, now roll away the stone. That means roll away your closure of the situation, right? I always say that. Stone means I closed the situation. It's over. It's very over. It stinks. Don't even bring it up. It's over. He said, well, try, just trust me again. God is saying to some of you today, trust me again. And some of y'all are sitting there with bitter hearts because you trusted him until it died. You trusted him until it didn't work out. You trusted God until he disappointed you. And now he's saying, trust me again. That's what roll away the stone means. I know you closed it, but open it up again. Believe that it's possible again. That's your reach. Some of y'all will never see Lazarus come back to life because you don't reach for the possibility of it. Thank you for that because I didn't want to show if that came out right. They rolled away the stone. He was like, oh, okay, I see some faith. All right. So they took me to where he was at. And they run away and say, okay, I can show them something. He cried. He said, Lord, I thank you. You always hear me. Lazarus! Come forth! Did he just call my brother out the grave? It wasn't no winds. It wasn't no earthquake. It was, it was just as quiet as this. And then they just heard it. Thump. Must be a fox in there. Did we close a fox in the tomb? Then Lazarus came forth. Because Jesus was telling them, I'm not just a healer. If I'd have responded to your first call, I would always be a healer to you. But I'm ready to reveal myself to another level. When God is ready to reveal himself to another degree, he'll let your situation go from bad to worse. Only to show you I'm not just a healer, I am! 
the resurrection. Look at you. Never mind. Y'all sit down. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Woo! He's not just who you think he is. He's greater than that. That's why the Bible says, now to him who's able to do exceeding abundantly, above all you can ask or think. You think God can help you here, but you don't think he can help you there. That's why he lets it get worse and lets you know, yes, I can. I can bring you out of that too. I can bless you in spite of that too. I can heal you with that too. Look at your neighbor and say, he can do that too. Say it again. Say, he can do that too. I told you it's a loud Sunday today. Excuse me. So now, after Lazarus come back to life, everybody is going crazy like, what? I mean, he already fed the 5,000. He fed the four. He already did all these miracles, but bringing somebody back to life? Wait a minute. That, so he might be in the Mashiach. Mashika. I think that's how you say it. Yeshua Mashika. Yeshua, Yeshua, yeah, Jesus Christ. Woo! There you go. That's the church I like. That's the church I like. So now he's about to go to the feast of the Passover. Good God. This was like a convocation. It's an, it's an annual convention. All the Jews will gather in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. You remember the Passover, right? Yeah, when God sent death. <laughs> I know we don't like that. When God sent a death angel through Egypt, God sent, look at that word, death angel. Ooh, God is spooky. Y'all don't even know him. God is spooky. We think the devil, ooh, demons. Demons? What? Demons are them geckos compared to... <laughs> geckos run when you get close. <laughs> My wife always running. I'm like, babe, don't run from them. Run to them. If you want them out your house, go towards them and they'll, they'll run from you. That's how the devil is. He looks so intimidating. He looked, no, but just walk close to him and he'll flee. If you resist the devil, he... He will flee from you. That's how much power you got. That's how much authority you got. That's how much favor you got. Some of y'all need to go home this week and tell the devil, get the stuff and get out my house. Get out my, look in the mirror and say, get out my mind. Get out my emotions. Get out my family. You have no, y'all quiet. Y'all ain't got no power. Who got power over here? Go home and set the tone for your house. This house is a house of peace, of joy. Look at your neighbor and say, set the tone. They were coming together. Check this out, y'all. I'm sorry. I know y'all. I'm talking about him today. I know y'all want me to talk about you. But if you can't get excited talking about him, you, 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 you have a whole lot of things off or out of alignment. So he comes to the Mount of Olives to view the city. It's on a big mountain filled with the anointing. I mean, olive trees. Jesus <laughs> stands, I ain't going to go there. Okay. Stands on the Mount of Olives. And he says, listen. Uh, now, the first scripture says, and when they were nearing Jerusalem, if you have it, near Bethphage, Bethphage, I don't know how to say that word too good. Near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying unto them, go into the village in front of you. Okay, I'll say it. Go, I thought it would be on the screen, but don't worry about it. Go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a donkey's colt tied. Untie the donkey and bring it here. I mean, untie the colt, thank you. And bring it here. If anyone asks you, what are you doing? Say, the Lord has need. The cult was usually, I'm just going to flip. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. We have visitors. I want them to know I actually share scriptures at church. <laughs> I'm almost done. I took most of our time celebrating because that's what the day is about. 
We come to church, the praise team sings to us, the preacher preaches to us, and the, the announcements are about us and what we're doing. How about let's talk about him? And I'm saying this at live because I like to preach practical life principles. Live is about how we are outside. So I like to teach you how, to, how, how we live. But we live this way because he lives in us. So today is just a day of celebration. Are y'all hearing me? I don't think it's instruction. I don't think it's, it's just a day of celebration, okay? So untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why are you doing this, say the Lord needs it. Mm. Cult. Cult, 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 C-O-L-T. It's usually, cult means the younger donkey. It's a younger donkey, right? He always uses the youth. I thought L-U would just shout right there. Anybody young, never mind. I, this, is not the day I'm, this is not the day I get you excited. This is the day I gauge your excitement. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to be Flavor Flav, the hype man, like, yeah, boy. No. I didn't do that dance in a long time. But I know y'all are listening, and I understand that. But I'm telling y'all now it's the day of celebration, so you can scream on any point, okay? God always uses the youth. Matthew says there was an ass and a colt tied. It was two. It was an older donkey and a younger donkey. But God still said, give me the colt. If I choose to use anybody to carry me, I'll choose the young people. Because they're strong. Good God Almighty. Usually the colt was a younger donkey, right? It was usually tied to an older sibling or its mother to a post. So they would tie the sibling to its older sibling or tie it to its mother to a post. Post, uh, y'all know about basketball, right? When you post up, never mind, I'll do that. That means you lock it in. You get your position and you lock it in. Post is a place where you, you don't move. So the problem is the young people are not moving. Well, let's just say all people because I, I don't want to alienate anybody because now the cult is all of us. All right? So the cult is now, I'm, I'm just moving, y'all. I'm just flowing. The cult is tied to its mother or older brother. And God says, untie them because I need them. I, some of us have to brace ourselves to be separated from family. Uh-oh. Because your family is locking you in. And they posting you up to a way that they've been doing it for years. But God can't use you posted like that. I'm about to help y'all this morning if you let me. We've been doing it the way our fathers and our mothers and our aunties and our cousins have been doing it for years. But we don't realize we're stuck and we're tied. So now hanging with, now doing things the family way has become a generational curse. It's quiet. Just take it as a consideration. That's not what the scripture is saying. But I'm taking, a little, I'm taking a little step further to let you know it could be an issue that you're so tied to the post of your family that God can't even use you. He says, untie them because I need them. So, as, because as long as I see an older version of me in the same place, I'll never become anything more than what I already am. I got to say that one more time. As long as I, as I see an older version of me in the same place I already am in, I'll never become more than what I already am. 
Yeah, thank you up there. I love all 17, 20, 25, 30 of you. 40, 50, 60, 70, all of y'all. This side, what you got? What y'all got? There you go. God bless you. <laughs> Battle of the sides. What y'all got now? No, I'm, just I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But what y'all got over here? Just, no, stop. Stop. Sit down. Sit down. We're not, we're not against each other, but what y'all got for them over there? All right. Stop. Stop it. It's no competition. We are one. But what y'all got for them over there? All right. <laughs> Woo. just because it runs, okay? Sir, you have diabetes, but it runs in your family. Okay, it does run in my family. We're settled in that. Our resolve is in the demise. But you need to look at the doctor and say, it just ran out. Look at some, some of y'all need to text somebody later on today and say, you might not know what I'm talking about, but it just ran out. Text your cousins, text your uncle, text your nieces, text your nephews, text your grandparents, text your mama, text your daddy, let them know it just ran out. Just ran out. I'm starting a new legacy. I'm starting generational blessings. Generational curses have stopped. 
generational blessings have been released. Say it! Woo. I'm sorry, we got visitors. Woo. I'm screaming. Let me teach. Excuse me. Woo. You do not have to accept any generational demise. I said, somebody scream amen right there. Don't drop your shoulders like, yeah, true. No, no, doctors, that's your word. But I hear something else. God gave you two ears for a reason. Because in one ear, you're going to hear the enemy. But thank God you got another ear. That's why the Bible says, he that has an ear, hear what the Spirit is saying. We heard what the doctors said. We heard what the culture says. We heard what the news said. But I don't live by what I see. I live by what I hear the Lord say. What is the Lord saying? His report says I am free. His report says victory. His report says I am healed. Say it. I really got to stop, for real. Because I want people to come back, and they don't come back to yelling churches like this. So please, stop, 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 stop. Sit down, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so If the devil has been loud in this ear, I need you to get loud with your mouth. usually gonna literally gonna use you to switch your bloodline tell your neighbor I got new blood tell your other neighbor I got that new blood you got that new new you got that new new you got that new new I got that new blood y'all still going by the family line I'm going by the kingdom line I got that new 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 we got that new blood over here. The blood that heals. The blood that frees. I'm serious, I'm serious. Y'all, if I go, y'all just, uh, uh That new, new. Okay. Let me stop screaming. Stop spinning, please. Stop dancing. Just wait. <laughs> I need everybody that's excited that you're going to start something new in your generation. You're going to do something your generation has never seen. Your family is going to be like, how did they do that? Because I've got new blood in my veins. I've got new blood. Yeah. You are the curse breakers. You are the curse breakers. I can't use you tied. I can't use you tied to where your family stopped. They're posted there, but you're called to go further. You're called to do more. They say cults are agitated, wild, just, and I like that, and I could preach that side, but I'm not. I want to talk about the fact that are they wild or are they tied? I don't care how you put handcuffs on me, it's uncomfortable. And I'm agitated and I can seem wild. I'm not wild, I'm just not supposed to be bound. Good God Almighty, the youth are not wild, they're just not supposed to be bound. They know something's got to change, something's got to break, something.
I'm crazy because I don't belong here. I'm wild because I don't fit at your post. Well, I want you to know, live as wild as you are. You belong here. You found your tribe. The outcasts, the misfits, the looked overs, the underdog. Welcome home! High five your neighbor and say, I found my tribe. I found my tribe. I fit in here. As crazy as I am, I fit in here. As crazy as I can think, I fit in right here. I found my people. I found my tribe. I found my new blood. I got my family. It's right here. Welcome. 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 Welcome, come, all you who are weary and who are heavy laden, and I. Give me rest. Seriously, music, y'all be for real. Give me five minutes. Even if I raise my voice, y'all don't do nothing. Sit down. That's y'all standing makes me do that. I got five minutes. Oof. I got five minutes. I'm not wild, I just don't belong where I am. I don't fit here. I'm agitated because more is pulling on me. It's gotta be more than just Thanksgiving and with the family rituals and the, it's gotta be more than just going to work every day and going to lunch and come. It's gotta be more than the same old, same old. It's gotta be more! Don't call me crazy and, and wild. Call me filled with more. That's all. Untie it. Untie the cult. Bring it to me. If anybody asks, what are you doing? The Lord has need of it. So they go. They go. I'm not going to preach this whole thing. I, I'm about to just, I like that point right there. I got new blood. But anyway, they go and they untie donkey the next one yeah when they were nearing the next scripture and they went that way and they found a cult tied by the door without in the place uh oh uh oh uh oh uh oh the cult was right in the place where two ways met we're bound because we're stuck between two any bondage is us being tied in the middle of two. Y'all looking at me like y'all, now, now y'all getting quiet. You know you got ratchet and righteous, right? Split right down the middle. You know you got punch them and walk away right down the middle. Stop acting. <laughs> you know you got cuss her out and leave it alone. Right down. Let my hand just drag like this right down. <laughs> Any bondage you feel, even if you're successfully doing drugs, right? You're doing drugs, but you still feel bound. They still feel, because there's another way in you. There's another way saying that there's a better way. So a believer can never be comfortable being ratchet. Because there's always another way. It says, what are you doing with the coat? And they said, we have, we have to take him to Jesus as he commanded. He has need of them. And they loosed the coat. Jesus didn't do it. His followers did. Mm. Jesus was not there to bring them out of bondage. His followers were. Mm. God sent us here this morning to untie you. I'm, I'm telling you, he sent my wife and I here to Orlando. Oh, y'all to say, uh-uh, enough is enough. You have cried long. I, look at your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm going to do it your way. I'm fitting to untie you. 
right now. Now look at your neighbor just start brushing their shoulder and say, enough is enough. Be loose. Be free. Be delivered. Just brush their shoulders and say, enough is enough. I'm going to untie you. Stop being comfortable in your friend's bondage. Church is not the place where they can get set free only. Jesus was not there. His followers were. Stop being comfortable with your friends living on a lower level. Stop being content with your family members living on a lower level. Go home today and start. God has called you. Oh, let me calm down. Let me, let me help, try to help untie you by saying this. I'm already late. I'm sorry. Let me, start, let me try to untie you by saying this. If you're stuck between two ways, let me untie you. You're struggling. Man, you're frustrated. Choose the way that glorifies God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't clap. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, I asked y'all to respond all day, right? And now we're doing it. You're going to tell us to stop because it's late, all right? Choose the way that glorifies God. That'll take half the stress off you. Because you're fighting between your way, the culture's way, what your girl going to expect, what your, we, and then God's way is just over here like it's so much easier if you just. It's too much to answer to over here. With me, I mean, I, this is real easy. So let me untie you by saying, choose the way that glorifies God. After all, he's untying you because he needs you. He needs you. He needs you. You don't know what I, he needs you. You don't know what I've done, pastor. He wants you. Other studies show that this wasn't a random cult that he prophesied, that he had prearranged this. Other studies show that he wasn't just omniscient, he just knows it all, but weeks or months earlier, he already had talked to the owner and said, listen, I'm going to want to use this when I come back through this town. So I'm going to send my followers. When they say the Lord has need of it, you know it's me. Studies show that. I don't know if that's true or not, but I like that way too. Because you're not random, you're chosen. He knew you were going to be bound, and he knew when you're going to be set free. Ain't that good? He wants you. He needs you. Young people, come on, man. You're so brilliant. And you're using your brilliance, which means like radiant and light, to be dark. You're using your brilliance to be sneaky. You're using your brilliance to be nasty and dirty and lower level and ill in the name of fun. Culture has warped your mind to receive a lower level normal. So it's not lower level to you, it's regular. But the Lord needs you now. Now. Let me close this. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't brought it all the way down, but this is, this is serious to me. Look at somebody say, he needs you, and he needs you now. So that's why deliverance is important. So I know I, I grew up in an old school church, deliverance, come on, and they would just call on Jesus, call on Jesus. Uh-uh, you ain't leaving here, bow. You're not leaving here still on drugs. You're not leaving. Oh, come on, come on. You're not going to be a fornicator. No, I, I, I. And we, Jesus, 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 I guess Jesus, Jesus. Because you got to be delivered. God don't play that. God don't play for it. He don't play. It's not so much about God don't play that. This is all about God can't use you. Tied. So we have to come out of sin, or we should not have to. We should come out of sin so we can be used by the one that created us. 
So young people ain't about you going to hell if you don't live right. Drinking and smoking and sexing. Going to hell. Ain't about that. It's about you going to just stay tied in one place your whole life. Come out of that bondage. Be free. Live and be used by God. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. All right, my closing, my, my, my life. Let me just get out of here. Let me just rush the story. Jesus comes into Jerusalem riding a colt, a donkey. Kings did that to signify that I'll come in peace. Riding on a donkey or a colt signifies I come in peace. But it's not just I come in peace. He's saying, I'm a king who comes in peace. So there are three different responses to his uh, quiet or silent announcement. Ooh, this is so good. I wanted to entitle this message, We Will Not Be Silent, right? We will not be silent, but I'm done. After, I'm done after this point, I guess. He has a silent announcement, meaning he didn't say, I'm the king. All hell, the king of Israel, Israel, and all hell, the king of Jerusalem. I'm the king. He didn't say anything. He just rode in like one. The silent announcement. Basically, y'all know what this is. Oh, you know. Oh, yeah, you know what this is. You ain't going to ride in like no king if you ain't no king. That's blasphemy. Because we are waiting on the return of the Messiah, the king of Israel, who is God's son. You better not show up at the convention in the bishop's car. <laughs> Young people are like, what's a bishop? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> How he arrived was his announcement. And there were three responses to this announcement. Worship, wonder, and wicked. Right? <laughs> I can't break it down because the time is up, but let me skim through it. Jesus comes in peace. He could have came on a horse was, a, coming on a horse is a sign of power, authority, war. Coming on a white horse is a, I mean, if you came, now he's coming on a white horse later. Uh-oh. Oh, he's coming to wage war later. I said he's coming to flip this whole thing later. Anybody ready for the coming of the Lord in here? He's going to come and turn this whole world outside. I can't wait. He's going to be killing. I'm going to be right with him. Like, what up? can't wait to chop off the head of everything that had me bound. Sickness. I'll be riding like this. Poverty. Lust. Y'all not ready to kill now. See y'all? Y'all not ready because you don't hate what you were bound in. I hate what had me bound. I'm sick of it. But this time, this time he came. Could everybody stand? Because that, that'll make me be quiet and end it. This is nowhere near the end or the middle of the sermon. But I'm just going to try to skim it so we can have a, at least an idea. We're going home together. Please, no leaving, no walking. We haven't even given to the Lord yet. Don't leave without the wonderful opportunity to give to him. After all, he's given to you. He comes in peace. Oh, he's such a wonderful savior. He could have came and put his foot on the ground and shook all of Rome into shambles. He could have came and pointed to Caesar's palace and it crumbled. He could have came and just went from city to city and kingdom to kingdom and conquered it. Because he's the true king over it all. He 
could have came and brought all of his saints the prosperity of Solomon. If David's son can be the richest in the world, the greater David, who is the son of David, Jesus, could have gave us greater prosperity. He don't care about that. He didn't come and give, he didn't come and do all that. He came humble. He came in peace. And I want to talk about this later. But this is the problem. I don't want to go here today. It's not my point. It's for next week. But I'm going to just do this. Why is so much evil in the world? Why is there so much calamity? If God is there, if he's the king, why? If he's the king of the world, why is there so much bad things happening? Because of this right here. He came in peace. Like, hey, humbly. Because humility never takes away from your kingship. Humility never erases your power. Humility never takes away from your authority. You're still who you are, as nice as you are. That's another story. Why is there so much going on? He came peacefully. Many threw their clothes and palms on the, before him and said, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Worship is a response to his presence. They put their clothes down. Clothes represents identity. Clothes back then were who you were. If you were a slave, you had slave clothes. If you were a harlot, you had harlot's attire. If you was a priest, you dressed like a priest. They didn't have a closet like you. They didn't have a billion changes of clothes. They dressed as who they were. That's why the Bible says to women don't wear men's apparel. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. You dress based on your identity. I know that's a cop because he's dressed like it. I know that's a nurse because she's dressed like it. They wore that all day. He comes humble. They put their clothes out. My identity is nothing compared to you. I lay who I am down. And you can ride upon that. Oh, y'all quiet in here. When Jesus comes, you should lay yourself down at his feet and say all of my accomplishments and all my disappointments mean nothing because you are here. Worship is my response. Wonder is also a response. The Bible says the whole city said, who is that? They were so loud in their praise to Jesus! That the whole city said, who is that man? Live, I'm not going to stop until Orlando asks us, who is the God that you serve? Why do you have so much joy? Why are you so happy? Why are you so at peace? The city is going to know who our God is. Worship, wonder, but wickedness is also a response. I'll just try to find something literary and literary with a W. The Pharisees. Who this? The prophet boy? The, the carpenter? What is he doing riding on the... See, he knows the prophecy. So he tried to act like he... Oh my. Uh, Jesus. They said, they said, teacher. Y'all missed it over here. They said, teacher, tell them to be quiet. You only get from him what you see him as. The Pharisees only saw him as teacher. So all they can get from him is lessons. But I see him as savior. I see him as provider. You get from him what you see him as. Who is he to you? Is he your protector? Is he your provider? Is he your healer? Is he your white maker? Is he your joy? Say it! Who this? 
Hey, you need to tell your people to shut up. It's making noise all over the city. Jesus was like, <laughs> you know, I picture him riding a donkey like, what's wrong with y'all? All right, I'll tell you this. And they walking alongside him. Hey, sh shut them up. Hey, sh shut them up. Because, you know, religion is persistent. Religion try to catch every little thing. Hey, 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 hey. Religion is like a mall cop. Hey, hey. You beeped when you left H&M. You beeped. Come here, come here. Jesus is like, okay, let's say I tell them to shut up. If I tell them to be quiet, the rocks, the rocks, the rocks, the rocks will cry out. Something is going to give me praise today because I am the true king of the world. Don't let a rock take your place, Liv. Cry out to God. Jesus. All right, I'm done. I never answered the question, why is there so much evil in the world if Jesus is the king? Because this right here, I came humbly. I came without agitation and you reject me the world rejected him to this day they choose their own way he's coming chill and nice and humbly and so they reject him and choose their own way nothing from without can defile you but what was in within adultery war contention all of these things are in us. And if we don't choose his way, the world is in calamity. And then we that cause it blame God who we did not choose. Oh, yeah. Y'all let that sink in. And I'm done. What? We now blame the God we never acknowledged. We now blame the God who we rejected. After we rejected him and chose our own way, now, oh, God, please, if it's your will, take this. Uh, you. Hosanna means help. Save now. Send prosperity. Hosanna is a cry for help. Hosanna is the epitome of ask, seek, and knock. It's the culmination of ask, seek, and knock. Help! Hosanna. Save now. Send prosperity. That's ask, seek, and knock. So when you cry Hosanna, you're saying, help me, God. They was throwing their palms and they closed down saying, help us. Help. Hosanna. Save now. Send prosperity. Does anybody need help this morning? I'm only talking to you. Don't, don't be religious like since I'm in church. Do, if, do you need, if you need help, lift your hands. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. You can put your hands down. When I count to three, I want you to shout Hosanna with intent, with faith, believing that when I shout Hosanna, Heaven will hear, help, save, rescue me, and send provision. Okay? Help me, save me, send provision. Provision might not be money. It might be wisdom. You understand what I'm saying? Whatever I need, provide it for me. Hosanna means wherever I'm lacking, fill it. Help me. When I count to three, I want you all to shout Hosanna. It's not about how loud you shout. It's about how loud your faith is. It's about how far your reach is. I'm going to shout loud because I'm loud. Hold on, that music is so beautiful. It's kind of contrary to where I'm trying to go. No, I'm not, I didn't say that against you. I'm just saying I'm about to scream really loud. Yep. The Bible says they cried with a loud voice to where the whole city heard them. I'm not telling y'all to do that. And that's in the Bible days. I got it. But we should have some type of expression. We should have some type of excitement. He's here. Everybody that raised your hand, I want you to know your help is here. 
You know, what's, you know what, maybe I'm judging. Let me stop. Because I'm excited. And I'm an excitable person. So to me, your help is here. That's not like exciting to me. That's like, let me clap because everybody's clapping. Like, do everything with intent. That's how you reap. Live. Hold on, hold on. Live. Don't just. You don't reap like that. Your help is here. What? excited. I said, who needs help? You raise your hand. I said, your help is here. We gave a, okay, clap. That's your faith. You read based on that. Not based on what I say. You read based on what you believe. I'm not going to be up here saying things that feels good to you, but you don't really believe, so you never get it in your life. I'm a, we're going to make sure you get it in your life. lesson my heart my heart breaks for the ignorant I don't mean cultural ignorant I mean people who don't know my heart breaks for people who are clueless my heart breaks while some are screaming Hosanna others are like what's going on my heart breaks that you don't know who's in the room my heart breaks that you don't know what the king is my heart breaks that you don't understand the power in the name of Jesus says, I'm sorry Thaddeus, I'm just going to flow. They begin to raise their voice with a loud voice. I'm not going to ask y'all to do that again because y'all are like, oh. they re- good. He said, no, we ain't. Good. That's what I'm talking about. He didn't get tired of hanging for us. Why should we get tired of he- Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He hung on the cross for three hours. Can we give three minutes of worship? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
He hung in there for three hours. Can you hang in there and praise for three seconds? Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.